Welcome back to another episode of the Educational AD Podcast. We'll be right back with today's guest, but let's give a shout out to our podcast partners. We Coach, the global community of women in high school sports, the Florida Coaches Coalition, and Vital Signs Wall of Fame. Check out these four great uh, companies. Uh, you'll be glad that you did. And now, don't fast forward. Stay with us for three minutes as we give our sponsors their first shout out. We appreciate it. We want to say thanks to Gipper for their support. Go to Gipper.com. See how athletic directors are creating custom branded content for their school social media channel. Tell them you heard about it on the podcast. Use our code ADPOD10 and you'll get 10% off. Start creating world-class content for your school social media channel on Gipper.com. We also want to say thanks to Sideline Interactive Indoor Score Tables and Video Boards. Go to sidelineinteractive.com and schedule a live web demo and see their tables and their boards in action. Their products not only generate income for your department, but they also create the ultimate game day experience for your student athletes. Go to sidelineinteractive.com and schedule that demo today. We also want to say thanks to Huddle. Go to huddle.com and change the way you see the game. Huddle is going to supply your school, your teams, your coaches, and your athletes with the tools they need to play at the highest level. Huddle is going to provide a professional-grade solution to the challenges that you face. Go to huddle.com. We believe in sports, and teams believe in Huddle. Join the 6 million users and find out how to turn your school into a Huddle school. We also want to thank Vital Signs Wall of Fame. The Wall of Fame is an interactive touchscreen video console that highlights the top performers of your school, both past and present in athletics, academics, and the arts. But it's so much more than that. The Wall of Fame is also an extensive content program that allows you to tell more compelling stories that'll better engage your audience. Go to vitalsignswalloffame.com. Check out their great products. And when you're ready to buy, use the link vitalsignswalloffame.com slash Jake and get 5% off. That's Vital Signs Wall of Fame. Let them help you bring your school's legacy to life. We also want to thank Snap Mobile. Snap Mobile is the parent company for an uh, entire suite of platforms designed to help you as an athletic director do your job better. There's Snap Store, Snap Manage, Snap Connect, and more, especially Snap Raise, their fundraising platform that we've used with great success and so can, so can you. There's even an option to get your funding before you actually start your fundraiser. I don't think anyone else offers that. Go to snapraise.com and get started today. That's snapraise.com. We want to thank Hometown Ticketing for their support. Hometown Ticketing is the leading digital ticketing provider to schools and colleges. Go to hometownticketing.com. They're going to show you how to set up and sell your tickets online, not just for athletic events, but for things like school plays and concerts, school dances, even graduation. And every step of the way, you'll have a dedicated client success manager that's providing hands-on support. That's every step of the way. Go to hometownticketing.com today. Hometown Ticketing, simple and easy online ticketing. We also want to say thanks to Final Forms. Final Forms is going to help you prepare for your best seasons ever. They're going to help your uh, stakeholders. They're going to help your coaches. And they're going to help you, whether you're an athletic director, an IT pro, 
or a superintendent of school district uh, with athletic management, school management, registration, uh, compliance with uh, state associations. Go to finalforms.com slash Jake to get started. That's finalforms.com slash Jake. You'll really be impressed with Final Forms. And we want to say thanks to Athletic Surveys by Lifetrack. Athletic surveys are a quick, easy, and affordable way for you to collect comprehensive data that allows you to evaluate and improve your entire program. Athletic directors typically only hear back from that squeaky wheel parent or the frustrated athlete, and we need to hear from them so we can affect positive change in our program. But that's really only about 2%. You need to hear from the 98% that really love and support your program, and that's a tremendously valuable tool to have when you're meeting with your principal, your school board, or with that squeaky wheel parent. Athletic Surveys by Lifetrack is going to create a custom survey for you and your school. Go to athleticsurveys.com and let them help you take the pulse of your student-athletes and your parents. That's athleticsurveys.com. Check them out today. Welcome back, everyone, to another episode of the Educational AD Podcast. Our guest today is Travis Doherty. He is the founder and director of a program called Champions 101. It's a sports performance and leadership program for athletes, for coaches, for athletic directors, uh, and also parents. Uh, he's a sought-after speaker, also a successful author. And he's going to be sharing with us today. So, Travis Doherty, welcome to the Educational AD Podcast. Well, thanks a ton for having me here, Jake. I, I got to say, I, I'm a longtime listener and follower of your work. And, you know, I love being around people who um, feel the conviction to use their experience to help serve other people. And I think that's what, you know, I've seen you do over the course of time here. So uh, it's a real honor to join you today. Oh, well, you're too kind. Uh, you know, I uh, I have the time on my hands. I love the conversations that we have. And I think we are sharing uh, uh, some best practices with uh, athletic directors and leaders out there. So again, thank you for adding to uh, the knowledge that we get to share. So let's go and jump right in. Uh, we always like to let our listeners have a chance to get to know our guests. So Give us that quick bio, where you were born, where you grew up, um, you know, obviously, you know, sports and high school, uh, maybe take us up through your college years. Then we'll take our first break and then come back and hear about your early career. But what's the Travis Doherty story? Well, in terms of location, the Travis Doherty story has been pretty simple. Uh, I've been born and raised here in central Indiana, lived here my entire life. Um, I grew up in a small town um, and grew up to be honest with you, you know, with uh, really supportive people in my life, uh, great leaders and, and coaches who were influential in my upbringing and still play an important part in who I am today. Uh, I grew up the son of a coach, so sports was an important part of my life and my experience from a very young age. I spent my early years serving as the, the ball boy. My dad was a high school and small college basketball coach, riding the team bus, hanging out in the locker room and uh, really, I think, helped to spark my passion for uh, for the game and, and for all that comes with it um, from an early age. And so growing up, uh, you know, I, I played a number of sports uh, through high school, really started to focus more on my basketball career. Uh, I was a, 
fortunate enough to, to move on after high school and play small college basketball at Anderson University here in central Indiana. And um, again, you know, just had the opportunity to uh, gain more and more experience in the game. I think to learn many of the lessons that I, I think I'm still leaning on to this day and uh, continue to surround myself with people who continue to teach me what um, this sports experience was all about, about who it is that I think I've been called to be and um, really sparked my interest in uh, following in my dad's footsteps. You know, I, I knew from the time I was a player that when my playing days were done, I was going to get involved in coaching. And so uh, that that's really the kind of the early story for me. Uh, I, again, I've had uh, great parents and great support people in my life who uh, I think have worked hard to bring out the best in me. Uh, I've, of course, kind of struggled my way forward through experiences and uh, I think used both my successes and failures to to help me learn and grow. And, you know, an important part of the work I'm doing now is trying to use my experience to help other people who are kind of in the midst of the sports experience themselves, either as athletes or as coaches or as sports parents. Yeah, absolutely. Um, I, I want to touch a little bit on um, you know, your experience. Um, and I'll, I'll start by sharing mine. You know, my, my dad was not a coach, um, you know, just hard work and blue collar kind of guy, very stoic, but supported me, let me play sports uh, and came to my games and that sort of thing. Um, my wife is a, a career coach. And so it's a big surprise. Our three kids, uh, you know, all played sports growing up, had the pleasure of coaching my son in football and a little bit in track. He was a pole vaulter. I didn't know that much about pole vault. Uh, coached our daughters when they were younger, but not when they got to high school. And overall, it was a really rewarding experience. Uh, I think for all of us, you know, kid and dad, what was your experience like, you know, growing up as the son of a coach? I'm going to guess you probably played for him. Uh, and then also with your own kids and, and where they're at in their sports career. Yeah, I, I was fortunate to play for my dad, actually not until college. Uh, so he was a high school coach when I was growing up. He made that transition while I was in high school, just before I got to high school. So um I did have a chance to play for my dad and I would echo the sentiment that you shared with your experience with your kids that, you know, overall, what a, what a fantastic and, and meaningful and memorable experience that was for, I think for he and I both, um, that dynamic, the, the, the father, son, parent, child, coach, player relationship doesn't come without some complications. You know, there, there are, um, there are challenging moments there where, uh, you know, the, the roles can get blurred a bit. And, um, you know, one thing I always appreciated about my dad and the job that he did was how intentional he was about separating who he was as my coach from who he was as my dad. And as I've gotten older and now have kids who are playing uh, of my own, you know, I, I've recognized at times that challenging dynamic, that it can be difficult even when it's, you know, born from a positive motivation to separate, you know, who are, who are, uh, kids are as athletes from who they are as our children. And for me as a, as a parent to separate who I am as their coach from who I am as their dad. So, uh, I, I feel very fortunate in many areas of my life that my dad set a great example for, for me and, and for many others. And, uh, you know, I, I'm, striving to live up to that example and do my best to find that 
um, that middle ground, that, that um, healthy balance in my life as a father today. Yeah, there's there's no question. There's uh, gr great, great rewards, uh, but there's also uh, some challenges that go along with it. For our listeners, uh, our guest today is Travis Doherty. Uh, he's a successful author, speaker, and he's the founder of Champions 101. We're going to hear more about that leadership program, but let's go and take our first break. Please stay with us. This is the Educational AD Podcast. We want to say thanks to Gipper for their support of the Educational AD Podcast. Go to Gipper.com and see how athletic directors are creating world-class marketing content for their school's social media channel. You can do it in seconds on any device, and you don't need any design experience. Go to Gipper.com and tell them you heard about it on the podcast. Use our code ADPOD10, and you'll get 10% off. Start creating custom content for your school's social media channel. That's gipper.com. We also want to say thanks to Sideline Interactive indoor scoring tables and video boards. Go to sidelineinteractive.com and schedule a live web demo and see their tables and their boards in action. One of the best purchases I ever made as an AD was our Sideline score table it's just fantastic. We used it for home games, of course, but we also use it for pep rallies, for signing ceremonies. It's tremendously versatile, and their customer service is just outstanding. Go to sidelineinteractive.com and schedule that demo today. That's sidelineinteractive.com. Welcome back, everyone, to the Educational AD Podcast. Our guest is Travis Doherty, the founder of Champions 101. Travis, uh, you mentioned that you played college basketball for your dad. That that must have been a cool experience. Uh, tell us a little bit about, you know, those college days and then those post-college days, early jobs that kind of led up to where you founded, uh, you know, Champions 101. Yeah, well, I mentioned already that, you know, my college playing experience was uh, such a meaningful time in my life. And I think only clarified for me that you know, when, when my career was done, I, I really wanted to stay connected to the game and uh, continue in the uh, education-based experience through teaching and coaching. Again, that was the path that my dad had followed. I'd seen that kind of up close and personal throughout my life. And so when I was done playing, I almost instantly um, got into teaching and coaching. Uh, my first job was at my alma mater, Tiny Alexandria High School here in East Central Indiana. Uh, I had a fantastic opportunity to go back and work under um, a, a man, Garth Cohn, who was my high school coach and uh, became one of the real influential people in my life. Um, you know, we all have a number of coaches kind of throughout our uh, sports experience. But like for me, I only have one coach that I call coach. I think every other coach has a last name connected to it. But Coach Cohn was my coach. Uh, he was, you know, outside of my dad, probably the most influential person in my life. So key to my growth and development, not only as a basketball player, but as, a, as an emerging man at that time in my life. And so I felt very fortunate to have the opportunity to go back and serve as his assistant for three years. Uh, that gave me a great chance to just clarify, you know, as you kind of step out of the role of player and into the role of coach, um, to clarify who it is that I wanted to be as a coach, you know, to kind of get a, a peek behind the curtain at what great coaching 
hires. You know, I think when you're a player, it's easy to show up every day and, and take for granted all the behind the scenes work that coaches do and the level of preparation and sacrifice and commitment that comes with that responsibility. And uh, so after three years of, of serving under him, I was fortunate to, to get my first head coaching job. Uh, that was at Tipton High School, just north of Indianapolis. I was a head coach there for five years. Uh, was very fortunate to have some great players and great people in my program. Uh, our, our program had some success during that time. Uh, I moved from there to Bishop Chittard High School in Indianapolis, served there as the head coach for four years. And then most recently, uh, 2013 to 2018, was the head coach at Mount Vernon High School just here on the northeast side of Indianapolis. So uh, my, my coaching career followed probably a traditional pattern in that, you know, I, I always enjoyed the challenge of building a program. I think anytime you, you uh, step into a, a new job, you know, there's this, um, there's this kind of leadership opportunity to put your own imprint on the program, to create a culture um, that aligns with sort of your core values and beliefs. And uh, I always enjoyed the challenge of building a program. I think that's, uh, that's something that that idea of building has always been intriguing to me. And um, so, I, you know, I felt very fortunate to, to be able to lead programs in some real high level schools with other high level coaches and teams and programs. And, um, you know, I really thought in many ways that I would be a high school teacher and coach for life. That's the, the path that I sort of envisioned taking. Um, but, you know, like many things in life, uh, there were some unexpected new dynamics, some changes and, and, um, and new opportunities that were presented to me, especially as I got further into my coaching career. One of those uh, new opportunities for me was the opportunity to write a book. Um, in 2017, I wrote my first book called The Lens. Uh, the Lens is a game plan for effective sports parenting. And it's all about, you know, of course, for any of us in any area of life, the, the, um, important perspective that we choose to adopt in whatever area we're hoping to find success. And so that's really what the lens is all about. Uh, and to be honest, in many ways, I never really envisioned that I would write a book. It wasn't, uh, something I had a goal to achieve or, or something that I had planned to do. I had had, of course, a, a lot of interactions with sports parents throughout the course of my career in coaching. And to be honest with you, many of those interactions were challenging. They were negative. They were um, confrontational. And I think in many ways, as a coach, I had probably created in many ways a kind of a negative narrative around the role of the sports parent. Um, that all changed for me when I became a sports parent myself. You know, I, I think at that point, as my two oldest boys uh, started getting involved in playing sports competitively and, you know, beyond kind of the recreational nature of like the real beginning of the youth sports experience. When things started to get competitive, I think I started to recognize that, man, sports parenting is a lot different. It's a lot harder than maybe I had given all those sports parents credit for all those years when I was coaching. And so uh, the lens that that first book that I wrote really started for me as just a very selfish kind of personal endeavor 
into trying to prepare myself for what I recognized was going to be a real important, but also really challenging role that I was taking on as a father. And so I just started looking around. I started studying uh, successful athletes who I knew had parents they recognized were influential in their experience. And um, I really wanted to do a good job. Uh, again, I, I didn't really I didn't really head down that road with the intention of writing a book. But the more information I gathered and, um, you know, the more I, I dug into what great sports parenting looks like, the more convicted I felt to uh, put those ideas on paper and share them in the hopes that they might benefit somebody else who's also found themselves in that challenging spot. So, you know, that was kind of the, the first step for me um, into, uh, I guess, some, some leadership work outside the confines of my own team or program. Uh, it gave me the opportunity to start sharing and speaking at at schools um, and and with teams and parent groups, uh, just to again help clarify for people, you know, who it is that they've been called to be as a sports parent, some of the common traps that can easily keep us from being our best, and you know how we can create an experience for our kids that we can be proud of. Uh, a couple years later, in 2019, I wrote my second book. In some ways, it was kind of a piggyback off of the lens that second book is called Hidden Talent, and it's all about uncovering what really makes a champion a champion. Uh, the lens I wrote for the sports parent and Hidden Talent I wrote for the athlete or the performer. Uh, I think all of us would agree, you know, that when we really dig into the lives and experiences of people we consider champions in any area of life, there are certain qualities and characteristics they possess. You know, there are certain uh, behaviors that they exhibit that set them apart and make them unique and ultimately make them people worthy of winning in uh, whatever pursuit they've chosen. And that's really the heart of what hidden talent is all about. You know, it's easy for us to, to be caught up in uh, the, the skills and abilities and talents of those um, we, we look around and admire and typically uh, our admiration focuses on, you know, what we see, you know, in, in the sports world, it's easy to, to celebrate uh, great athletic ability, you know, the bigger, the stronger, the faster, the, the more athletic uh, people. It's, it's easy for us to celebrate great sports specific skill, but hidden talent is really focused on the inner qualities that make the very best who they are. And again, my hope was simply um, to share some insight through the research and study that I had done and try to create some practical application, you know, not only for others, but in my own life as well. I, I, you know, how winning looks for me at this point in my life is a lot different than how it looked 20 or 25 years ago when I was competing as an athlete. But in my opinion, there's still winning and losing uh, for each of us to be done every day in life. And I want to, I want to work hard to continue to strive to become someone worthy of winning in life in the areas that matter most. And I hope that, that my, my, my work, not only through the writing, but now through the champions one-on-one program can continue to challenge and encourage people in that way as well. 
Yeah. Oh, absolutely. And the books uh, for listeners, the books are outstanding. Let's we'll do this a couple of times more in the podcast, but uh, let's go ahead and uh, share. How can our listeners uh, get their copy of uh, The Lens and uh, Hidden Talents? Yeah, probably the easiest way would be, uh, you know, through the website or on Amazon. Uh, the website for the books is uh, kind of housed at, at my home base, which is TravisDoherty.com. Uh, but you could also uh, search thelensbook.com or hiddentalentbook.com. If you search either of those on Amazon, they'll pop up as well. And uh, of course, you know, anybody who is kind of struggling their way through the, the mental and emotional side of sports performance or who have found themselves in this role of sports parent and recognizing, as I did, you know, the many challenges that come with it. Uh, I'm hopeful, of course, that that those books might be uh, an encouragement to people in that space. Our guest today is Travis Doherty, a uh, successful author, speaker, and the founder and director of Champions 101, which we're going to hear about after our next break. So uh, please stay with us. This is the Educational AD Podcast. We want to say thanks to Huddle for their support of the Educational AD Podcast. Go to huddle.com and change the way you see the game. As a football coach, I used huddle for years. When I became an athletic director, I made sure our school was a huddle school. And our coaches just love the uh, mobile accessibility, the smart cameras. Of course, they love the analytics, but there's so much more. And huddle provided us with uh, professional quality service, along with the tools to help our athletes play at the highest level. Go to huddle.com and see why we believe in sports and teams believe in huddle. Join the 6 million users and find out how to turn your school into a huddle school. We also want to say thanks to Vital Signs Wall of Fame. The Wall of Fame is an interactive touchscreen video console that is going to highlight your school's top performers, both past and present, in athletics, academics, and the arts, but it's so much more than that. The Wall of Fame is also an extensive content program that helps you tell more compelling stories that'll better engage your audience. Vital Signs is looking to bring your school's legacy to life. And you should go to vitalsignswalloffame.com and check out their great products. And when you're ready to purchase, use the link vitalsignswalloffame.com slash jake and you'll get a 5% discount. That's vitalsignswalloffame.com slash Jake. Check them out today. Welcome back, everyone, to the Educational AD Podcast. Our guest is Travis Doherty. Travis, um, you talked about, you know, how your journey, uh, you know, helped you uh, uh, put your thoughts down into a couple of cool books. Again, uh, The Lens for a Parent Perspective and Hidden Talents. Um, what were the next steps that led to you founding and now leading, uh, champions 101? Well, to be honest, Jake, you know, as, as much as I enjoyed the, the writing process and, you know, there, there was a, a, a level of pride in having written those books and, and accomplishing a goal that I set out to, uh, I, I never really thought that my work in that space would become my primary job. You know, I, again, I, I had envisioned for myself that uh, my career would be committed to uh, secondary education-based teaching and coaching. 
Uh, that all changed for me in 2018. Uh, that was a year of conflict for me, uh, a year of challenge, spe specifically in the area of work-life balance. Um, you know, I mentioned already, I, I now have three kids. Uh, at, at that time, my oldest son was entering middle school. And that year was the first year that his experience as an athlete uh, existed kind of outside the sphere of my influence or control. Up to that time, I had always been able to uh, manage as the as his coach and and sort of the overseer of the program when we were going to practice, when we were going to play. Uh, and that year, uh, I, I spent struggling through, you know, choosing between going to support him and, and fulfill what I felt like was an important responsibility as a as his father and continuing to lead the the basketball program as their coach. Uh, so, you know, throughout that year, 20 times or so, I, I had to make a choice either to, to stay at practice if I chose to do that and do what I felt like coaching called me to do. I, of course, felt terrible that um, I was missing out on, on my boys' game. If I chose to leave practice and go support my son, then, of course, I felt like I was letting my team down and maybe not meeting my responsibilities there. So that year was a, a year of, of struggle for me. And ultimately, it led me to a decision, again, that I that I wasn't necessarily anticipating. And that was the decision to step away from coaching. Um, that was a difficult decision for me because you know, for better or worse, I think in many ways, my identity was was closely connected to who I was as a coach and how other people saw me. And, you know, in, in some ways, again, maybe in, in some unhealthy ways where I had kind of found my identity. So that was a, a challenging stretch for me. But what it did do was provide me with the opportunity to to spend more time sharing the message of the books that I had written. And that was really kind of the infancy of uh, what Champions 101 has become for me. You know, I think as I went and shared the message of my books with uh, teams, programs, parent groups, or, or coaches, uh, I always enjoyed that time. I think what I found was uh, I was bothered by kind of the, the short-term minimal impact of those one-time speaking events. You know, like anytime... Uh, a speaker comes in. I, I always tried to do my best to make it a meaningful message. But, you know, for most people, a month or two later, it's probably kind of like, you know, who was that guy again? And, and why was he here? What did he talk about? And in the in kind of the midst of that challenge, I, I think I started to consider, you know, how might I be able to create a program that could create a more lasting effect? And instead of, you know, a one-time impact, create, I guess, what I would call more like a, a drip effect, where there is a routine opportunity to keep reminding people about what this experience is all about, why they're here and what role they play, and again, how they can most effectively fill that role for our most important purpose here, which is to help prepare and equip our kids through this experience for success in their lives beyond it. And so that was really the, the uh, kind of the, the um, root of what has now become the Champions 101 Sports Performance and Leadership Development Program. Uh, I spent a couple of years researching what creating a program like this might look like. 
creating content and putting it together. Uh, we're now in year two of the program. Uh, so I'm partnering with athletic departments and athletic directors around the country now to provide resources for their athletes, for their coaches, and for their sports parents, all around a pretty simple premise. You know, any, anybody who hears the word champion, I think, is attracted to the idea of winning in any important area of life. But the focus of the program is not so much on the winning outcome that, of course, all of us are after. Um, anybody I ask uh, if they want to be a champion, of course, raises their hand and says, absolutely. The challenge is, you know, the, the long, slow, sometimes painful process it takes for us to become champions. I love the famous uh, Bill Walsh, the, the famous San Francisco uh, 49ers coach and Hall of Fame football coach. Bill Walsh famously said, you know, champions behave like champions before they're champions. That means there's a, a standard of behavior in their life first that leads to the winning outcome thereafter. And in many ways, that one simple concept is the foundation of Champions 101. If we want to win in any important area of life, then we've got to work to develop some of the winning qualities and characteristics that success requires from us. Uh, we've got to exhibit certain winning behaviors in order to put ourselves in the best position to win. And, you know, that's been a really fun kind of perspective shift for, I think, a lot of people in the education-based experience because um, winning is, of course, a really important part of why any of us in this profession do what we do. Uh, winning beats losing any day of the week. And I think winning is important. You know, there are a couple important messages that I think a partnership with Champions 101 sends. And one of them is that, you know, when we partner with a school, that school is saying to their people, winning is really important to us. Um, I, I think in terms of sports performance, you know, almost every school now is committing their time and, and resources and energy to helping their kids reach their potential. Our athletes spend a lot of time in the weight room working to get bigger and faster and stronger right? Um, coaches are working relentlessly to help their kids build their sports specific skill, you know, become a better passer, dribbler, kicker, tackler, whatever that looks like based on the sport that they lead. But there's also an important mental and emotional component to great sports performance that I think can easily be neglected in the education-based experience. And for those of us who've been in coaching, you know, we've all had those kids who had elite athletic ability or great sport skill, but just weren't equipped mentally and emotionally to reach their potential as an athlete. And so I think, you know, one important message that partnering with Champions 101 sends is that, you know, we're serious about winning here, that we want to do everything we can to prepare and equip our kids, not only their body, but in their brain as well, uh, to make sure that they can reach their potential, have as much success as possible as an athlete, and help our programs win. So that's one important message, that winning is important. I think the other important message is that, you know, when we partner with a school, they're saying, you know, at our school, winning is important, but 
this whole experience is about more than just winning too. You know, that really speaks to the deeper purpose of the education-based experience that, you know, for all of us who are in this profession, there are valuable skills and important lessons that we're responsible for teaching our kids through this experience. And that can be easily lost in the the pressure and kind of competitive nature of the athletic experience. So, you know, I think that that partnering with Champions 101 helps not only athletic directors, but coaches and parents and, and athletes too connect to that deeper purpose. You know, that the kind of foundational belief at Champions 101 is that winning is the goal, but developing winners is the purpose. You know, that's really the reason we're here to use what happens, to take advantage of the experiences. And again, to help our kids become people worthy of winning on the playing field and beyond. Um, that That is critically important work. I think almost every athletic director would agree. The challenge, of course, for athletic directors is in the, the craziness and the chaos of their daily schedule and to-do list, you know, finding the time to to engage and educate and influence the people in their program can sometimes be difficult. And so I think that's kind of the space that Champions 101 has worked to fill uh, for athletic directors who recognize that, you know, we want to continue to help develop our people. We want to want to continue to influence who they are and, and strengthen our culture. Um, but again, finding that that time and resource uh, can be tough. You know, I've really enjoyed coming alongside those people and providing resources that can help make that happen. Right. Uh, Again, uh, I don't think there's a single athletic director or coach who's listening that wouldn't agree that, you know, yeah, those are challenges, you know, but when am I going to do all this stuff, scheduling buses and games, et cetera, et cetera. So we're going to take a quick break. And then we're going to come back and Travis, our guest today, Travis Doherty, he's going to share some specific things that Champions 101 can do for you as an athletic director and also how you can uh, get in touch with him. So let's go and take another quick break, but we'll be back with some more. This is the Educational AD Podcast. We want to thank Snap Mobile for their support of the podcast. Go to snapraise.com. That's snapraise.com. And check out their entire suite of platforms designed to help you as an athletic director do your job better. There's Snap Store, there's Snap Manage, Snap Connect, and of course there's Snap Raise, their fundraising platform, which we have used with great success. And they've also helped schools just like yours raise over $700 million. They even have a program where you can get your funding before you actually start your fundraiser. I don't think anyone else offers that. Go to snapraise.com and get started. That's snapraise.com. We also want to say thank you to Hometown Ticketing, the leading digital ticketing provider to schools and colleges. Go to hometownticketing.com. They're going to show you how to set up and sell tickets online for all of your events, not just athletics, but things like school plays and concerts, school dances, even graduation. Hometown Ticketing is also going to provide you with a dedicated client success manager that is going to provide you hands-on support every step of the way. That's hands-on support. Go to hometownticketing.com and get started. 
Hometown ticketing, simple and easy online ticketing. Welcome back, everyone. We've been visiting with Travis Doherty. He is the founder and director of Champions 101, also a successful author and speaker. Travis, you you kind of outlined the challenge uh, in the last segment. And uh, as I said, I don't think there's a single athletic director that would disagree. Hey, these are things that we would love to do, but where do we find time to do them um, to the very best? So why, I'll ask it this way, you know, why should one of our listeners get in touch with you and create that partnership with Champions 101? What are some things that you can specifically do for them? Well, I think, you know, as you hit the nail on the head there, that that everybody faces the same challenge in many ways. And, you know, ultimately, I think the work that we do at Champions 101 speaks to um, the conviction of our athletic partners. You know, when uh, an athletic director recognizes that, you know, strengthening their culture is important. Um, when they recognize that finding ways to engage and educate and influence the people who make up their culture, you know, ultimately any athletic culture is made up of the people. It's not necessarily the, the, the ideas and, and the values and the beliefs that sort of exist in theory it's the behavior of the people in the program that really determine the culture that we build. And so as leaders, I think, you know, the challenge that we face in leadership is how do we continue to influence people towards the behaviors uh, that align with those values and, and beliefs. And, and so that's an important part of, of what we do, you know, helping to clarify for the people in a program the purpose and values of that place. Um, I think helping to clarify for, again, coaches, athletes, and sports parents alike, the type of people that we're working to become. You know, again, that, that idea of becoming a champion is very alluring, but what does a champion look like? What are the behaviors they exhibit? And how can we continue to become champions ourselves in the important role that, that we play? Uh, and then again, I think, you know, the, the partnership with Champions 101 speaks to a conviction to fulfilling that deeper purpose that that athletic directors recognize that that what happens here in this experience has the potential to be influential in the lives of our athletes, even long after their time in our program is done. You know, I, I mentioned some of the important people in my life, and I would say, you know, I feel very lucky that. I had people in my life that recognized some of those lessons that I needed to learn and some of those skills that I needed to build through the sports experience. And, and I'm still leaning on those lessons and those skills many years later. And I would guess Jake, maybe the, you, you could say the same and many others who are involved in education based athletics believe the same thing too. So, you know, those are some of the, the boxes that again, I think every athletic director wants to check. Um, Champions 101 provides the, the resources and materials for people in each of those groups, for athletes, coaches, and sports parents to, again, clarify who it is that we need them to become and hopefully help create a standard of behavior and an expectation for the role that they play. Yeah, uh, again, very cool stuff. I've been to the website, uh, very intriguing. 
Um, can I know I'm putting you on the spot here, but can you share um, something, you know, whether it was with a, a, a parent group, an athlete, um, you know, can you share something uh, recently uh, that you've done through Champions 101 that was, uh, I'm sure they're all success stories, but, you know, just really, uh, you know, uh, came out uh, the way you really liked it. Uh, anything come to mind? Yeah, one of the one of the real fun opportunities for us inside the Champions 101 program is to support athletic directors who have decided to create a, a student athlete leadership group of some kind. You know, that I think has become a, a bigger and bigger um need and, and in some ways a desire for more and more athletic directors. They recognize that that equipping those student athletes who have kind of been thrust into a leadership position is so important. And for a number of ADs, you know, who have created the, the student athlete leadership group, um, they're the ones responsible for trying to come up with a plan for how those meetings look and, and what content they cover. So inside the Champions 101 program, we've created a curriculum guide that leads the student athlete leadership group through uh, sort of this development journey. You know, what does winning leadership look like? First, how do we lead effectively by example? And then once we've done that, how do we take our example and then use our voice to become a vocal leader, either as an encourager or as an enforcer of the standards and expectations of our team or our athletic program. So, you know, one of the really fun things for me is, you know, to have the opportunity to share with some of those groups, some of my local partners, I can, I can go in the school and, and meet with those student athlete leaders uh, and work through the curriculum in person with them. Uh, our athletic director partners are the ones who serve as the teachers, but I think the curriculum has given them some direction and some guidance on um, how do we create an experience for these kids that is connected and cohesive kind of throughout the course of the year? And then how do we achieve these objectives we're after? You know, how do we equip these, these young emerging leaders so that they're prepared to step back into their team? And again, not only lead by example, but maybe find some, um, the, the courage and conviction it takes to step out and say some of the important things that need said. So to be honest with you, one of the real meaningful and, and really fun parts of this job for me, and I think one of the meaningful and fun parts of the experience for athletic directors has been, you know, instituting that student leadership group and then using the Champions 101 curriculum to help them develop. Yeah. Again, the student leadership group, and they, they go by a lot of different names these days. Um, you know, a very fun thing to do for ADs. And, and it, but it, it's also one of those things that if you don't have one, if you haven't put one together, it, it's one of those things. Well, geez, how can I do that? You know, when am I going to have time to do it? Obviously, you know, Champions 101 can help them. Um, let's go and give out the contact information one more time. If one of our listeners wanted to reach out, find out more about the program and even get signed up, where do they go? Yeah, I would love to connect with any athletic director who recognizes that, you know, some of the things we've talked about here today are a need in their athletic program. If, if they're struggling with ways to engage and educate and influence the people in their program, you know, maybe they're looking for a way to, to proactively address some sports parenting issues, or uh, they have a desire, as you mentioned, Jake, to, 
to kick off a student athlete leadership group. Um, I would love to, you know, provide you with some support and fill you in on what a partnership with Champions 101 might look like. The easiest way to connect with me would probably be via email, Travis at Champions101.com. Uh, you can also go to the website, Champions101.com, to learn a little bit more about what a partnership would entail. And uh, if you have a desire to schedule a demo or have a look around at the virtual training and some of the other resources we provide, we could set you one up there. All right. You know, Travis Doherty, Champions 101. We're going to take uh, another break. I know that's a surprise to our regular listeners, but uh, we will be back with some more. So don't go away. This is the Educational AD Podcast. We want to say thanks to Final Forms for their support of the Educational AD Podcast. Go to finalforms.com slash Jake and find out how they can help you prepare for your best seasons ever. Final Forms can help you, whether you're an athletic director, uh, an IT professional, even a school superintendent with athletic management, school management, staff management, uh, compliance with uh, state associations. Final Forms can also help your stakeholders with things like uh, reminders about school policies, uh, expiration dates on physicals. Final Forms can help your coaches with communication and uh, attendance with their teams. And for you as an athletic director, Final Forms can help with eligibility, with rosters, and all the reports that come across your desk. You know, it's time that you talk to a team that's walked in your shoes, somebody who gets it. To take those next steps, go to finalforms.com slash Jake. That's finalforms.com slash Jake and get started with Final Forms. Welcome back, everyone, to our conversation with Travis Doherty from Champions 101. Travis, one of our uh, longtime talking points um, uh, revolves this or involves <laughs> this idea of uh, toughness. A um, hundred years ago, when I was in high school, uh, our coaches would say things like, uh, come on, Jake, you got to be tough or come on, Jake, you got to suck it up. And I think we kind of knew what they meant and we did it. Um, in the many years since I was in high school, I think we've learned much better ways to communicate to our student athletes, but I still feel toughness is an important quality, both in sports and in life. So here's my question to you. How can a leader, a coach, an AD, even a parent, uh, how can we help a Generation Z kid to develop toughness um, while also being aware of the, the many challenges that they face that I never had to go through back in my high school days. Uh, do you have any advice for us? Well, in my opinion, I think developing toughness starts with the belief that toughness can be developed. You know, I think one thing that's become more and more prevalent as our society and culture has changed over time is this this need we feel sometimes to, to like make these judgments on who people are. And I think in some ways it can, it can create in us this, this belief that maybe people can't change. So I think, you know, as a, as a coach, as a parent, as a leader, it starts with the conviction for us that, um, we're, we're responsible for helping our kids learn and grow and improve. And the belief that they that they can, you know, I, I think when I when I look back on my career as a coach, 
early on, I, I would say uh, I was I was a much better judge than I was a developer. Um, I, I could clearly identify when a kid lacked toughness. And I was pretty good at highlighting that kid, calling out their soft nature, and even embarrassing them sometimes in what I thought was an attempt to help them get better. Um, what I what I didn't do, what I wasn't good at, was providing that kid with the tools and the resources and a path to move forward. You know, so I think for those of us in leadership, it's not enough just to identify the problem. We also have to help our kids solve the problems. Um, that's like, you know, if, if I walk into the kitchen and the stove's on fire or there's a leak in the ceiling, it's really important that I identify the problem, right? But if that's where it ends, if all I do is say, oh, no, the stove's on fire or there's a leak in the ceiling and that's it, then I've got a much bigger issue to deal with later. You know, so I, I not only have to identify my child's lack of toughness, I, I need to I need to highlight it, but I need to highlight it in the context of where do we go from here? How do we move forward? That's what development is. And I think embracing the harsh reality of the development process is so important. You know, we would, we would all love to say to our kids, like, you need to be tougher. And then that light bulb comes on instantly and they say, oh yeah, you know, you're right. I probably should be tougher. And then they're just tough from that point forward. But the reality is development requires this long, slow, sometimes painful process. And with that comes a lot of ups and downs, you know, this, this like incremental growth where we see a kid take two steps forward and then a step or two back. And I think for those of us who are in leadership, simply embracing that process and developing the patience and the persistence ourselves, the toughness it takes to help lead a kid forward. You know, we, we want our kids to be tough, but embracing that process requires some toughness from us. And that's who, that's who I want to be in the life of my kids, not only my own children, but the kids that I coach. And that's what I think building toughness requires from any of us in leadership is the toughness ourselves it takes to embrace that process. Yeah. Talking about hitting on the head, I, I think you really did. Back in my day, I'm a little bit older than you. Uh, I think it was enough for our coaches to say, come on, you got to be tough. Uh, nowadays, you know, we, we need to kind of explain, well, this is why we're doing this particular drill because it's going to help you to become tough. And you mentioned parents, uh, you know, this generation of parents, uh, as you know, uh, you know, uh, being working with parents, sometimes they are reluctant to let their kids experience those tough challenges. They're going to help them become better in whatever their sport is. So uh, again, it, it, it's very much uh you know, you have multiple pieces uh, that, that you're working with, you know? Yeah. And I think too, Jake, it's like, uh, you know, as a parent, how do we define loving our child? Well, you know, is, is loving my child protecting them from every challenge 
that exist in the world, even some of the challenges that if we want them to be their best, they really need to learn how to face? Or is loving my child recognizing those opportunities and, and nudging them into a challenging experience because we know there are important lessons for them to learn there. And if they really want to become their best, and if we want to help them become their best, we have a responsibility to identify those opportunities and then set them, set them off and let them experience the tough thing because we know that you get tough by doing tough things. And the more we embrace that and the more we support and encourage our children in that, the tougher they're going to become. Yeah, absolutely. Great stuff. Um, this has been really cool spending some time with you, Travis, finding out more about uh, Champions 101, but we're not done yet. Uh, we always wrap up with the athletic director's toolbox. And uh, even though you're not an AD, you certainly know your way around the world of athletics and coaching. So we're going to take our final break and hear from Athletic Surveys, who sponsored the Toolbox segment. And when we come back, uh, I'm going to challenge you to send out a brand new athletic director on their very first job, but I'm only going to let you put three things in their toolbox. So let's take our last break, and then when we come back, we're going to find out what Travis Doherty is going to put in his athletic director toolbox. Please stay with us. We want to say thank you to Athletic Surveys by Lifetrack for sponsoring the AD Toolbox segment. Athletic Surveys are a quick, easy, and affordable way for you to collect comprehensive data that allows you to evaluate and improve your entire athletic program. Athletic directors usually only hear back from that 2%, uh, the squeaky wheel parent or the frustrated student athlete. And we need to hear back from that 2% uh, to help us make changes in our program. But we also need to hear back from the 98% that really love and support our program because that's a very valuable tool to have when you're talking with that squeaky wheel parent or your principal or your school board. Go to athleticsurveys.com and they're going to show you how they can set up a custom survey for your school that will allow you to take the pulse of your parents and your student athletes. That's athleticsurveys.com. Check them out today and let them help you take your athletic program from good to great. Well, it's that time of the podcast. We've been visiting with Travis Doherty, a successful author, speaker, and the founder and director of Champions 101, a leadership program for athletes, coaches, parents, and for ADs. Uh, Travis, um, you certainly know your way around the world of athletics, but right now I want you to send out uh, a brand new athletic director on their first job, but I'm only going to let you put three things in their toolbox. What three items are going to go into your athletic director toolbox? All right. Well, Jake, you told me that these can be, uh, these can be conceptual or they can be a uh, practical tool. So I'm going to give an athletic director two conceptual tools and one practical tool. Okay. I think tool number one in observing and working with and, and getting a chance to dig into the lives and experiences of so many athletic director partners at champions 101. One of the common denominators I see is humility. You know, the, the athletic directors who are committed to learning and growing and improving themselves and 
committed to helping the people in their program do that too. In my opinion, that all starts with humility. That, you know, there are so many people in the world who have a know-it-all attitude. Great leaders, I think, have a learn-it-all attitude, that they're committed, they're hungry to continue to learn. So humility is going to be tool number one. Uh, tool number two is going to be perspective. You know, I think it can be so easy for any of us in whatever area of life we're working to win to lose perspective. And again, when I think about, you know, the athletic directors that I really admire, they have this great sense of perspective that they're able to, to zoom in on the important responsibilities that they have today, um, not only from a leadership people perspective, but you know, so many of the management responsibilities that come to, they know how to manage their time and, and, and get things done here in the short term. But they've also got a great long-term perspective for the vision they've created for their program, for what they want that program to stand for, and for what they want this experience to provide for the people when the experience is done. So tool number two is going to be some perspective. And then tool number three is a practical tool. And you should know, Jake, I I'm going to selflessly, sh shamelessly plug Champions 101 here. It's been so fun for me to have the opportunity to work with athletic directors around the country. And, um, you know, I really believe that what Champions 101 provides to the people in an athletic department is, is so important in terms of helping to strengthen their culture and um, prioritize their purpose and ultimately to help build and become people worthy of winning, not only inside the, the team and, and experience there at the school, um, but in their lives beyond the game too. So uh, tool number three for me, a partnership with Champions 101. Well, absolutely. Uh, you know, tremendous resources for any athletic director. And uh, I love the, uh, I love them all, but uh, I, I love that perspective. Uh, if if we, that, that famous saying, if, if we knew then what we know now, you know, now we have that global perspective, you know, back then it's, uh, uh, it's a little more challenging. Great stuff. Travis, uh, again, this has been fantastic spending time with you. Um, if one of our listeners wants to reach out, find out more. Um, how do they get in touch with you? How do they find out about all your programs? Yeah. If you want to learn a little bit more about, you know, the, the messaging of the program, a great place might to be, uh, might be to check out social media. Uh, you can follow me at coach T Doherty, D A U G H E R T Y, or you can follow the, the champions one-on-one programming on Twitter, uh, Facebook, or LinkedIn champions underscore one-on-one. Um, and again, if you want to learn more about the program or connect with me and see if a partnership might be of value to you, uh, you can go to champions101.com and reach out to me there. Travis Doherty, Champions 101. Also, let's not forget the books, uh, The Lens and Hidden Talents. You know, check them all out. Thanks so much for sharing with our uh, listeners today and all the best moving forward. Man, what a pleasure for me to be here. Thanks, Jake. Oh, uh, you were great. Thank you. For listeners, uh, we do this just about every day, and we upload the Zoom recordings to the Educational AD Podcast YouTube channel. We appreciate you listening. We really do. Please uh, check out our sponsors and uh, come back next time for more best practices on the Educational AD Podcast. We'll see you next time.
Thanks again for listening to today's episode. Um, remember, that's Champions 101 for more information. Please check out our sponsors. Please remember our podcast partners, the Global Community of Women in High School Sports, We Coach, the Florida Coaches Coalition, and Vital Signs Wall of Fame. All, all great partners. Hope you have a great day. We'll see you next time on the Educational AD Podcast.